It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on a podcast. The storm is over. The sun is shining. I think, anyway, we got no windows. And I had a weird one to start with you, Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Have you ever heard of the name Gary Woodland? He's a golfer. I have not. So Gary Woodland, good good PGA Tour golfer, um, hasn't played much or didn't play much in 2023. And I'm bringing this to your attention because I'm uh, either amazed by, intrigued by, or got to be honest, frightened by what happened to him. So back in April, he went from having a very normal life, very happy-go-lucky guy, makes a lot of money, great job, you know, playing golf for a living, to having... Uh, unfounded fears, anxiety, and I mean, like, would wake up in the middle of the night, the way he said it, terrified of life, was consumed with dying. And so he finally went to the doctor for a scan to say, like, what is going on with me? Uh, And the doctor thought it might have been the first stage of dementia. Now, Gary Woodland, I don't even think he's 40 yet. And if he is, he's right around 40. So obviously that terrified him, especially in his state. The MRI showed, and I did not know this was even possible, he had a lesion on a specific part of the brain that controls fear and anxiety. Did you even know this was a thing? I did not know we uh, pinpointed that in the brain. Yeah. So they they did surgery. They were able to remove the lesion, and he's completely back to normal, and he's his normal, jovial self again. And all of that, he feels, is in the past and has had no issues since the surgery. That is frightening. Intriguing, too, but frightening. Very intriguing. I wonder if our brain has, like, are there things on our brains that are affecting all the parts of our personalities? Like, if I'm, um, I can't even think of another example, but that well, seems a very specific one. Yes. And so that like, they, is there a, could a lesion be on a part of the brain that makes you sad? Right. Or depressed? I guess, I mean, supposedly the food you eat and the, the the nutrients from the food, if you're eating crappy food, can have those bad effects on your brain. But this is something where it almost like turns off that part of the brain to where it's uncontrollable. I don't know. I read the story about 20 minutes ago, right after I got done here. Otherwise, I would have brought it up. Boomer would have been into because I'm sure he knows Gary Woodland for sure. I, I was like, I was riveted by the article. It is weird that we still don't really fully know our brains and no. what our brains can do. Yep. And when they say we only use the, you know, whatever small percentage. It's 3% of it, right? I don't know. It's three pounds, and that's all we use. And we only use a very tiny percentage so, of our brains. I think that's what they say. Three Why can't we figure that part out? I don't know. Right? It's a good question. I don't know. Like, Maybe. really, like, like, if all scientists just focused on that. For a number, you'd be like, listen, we're not going to look at anything else. All of our scientists are going to just focus on, and the brain is so weird. Like when you see the brain, mm-hmm. it's just got all those 
bumpy, slimy, looks like uh, your intestines on your head. Yeah. It looks like skull intestines. Yeah. And that's your brain. Could you imagine? It's got that stem. Like someone that wants to be a, a neuro, a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, or a medical examiner. Like, how many of those students vomit their first practical class? I don't mean stuff on a board. I don't yeah. mean a lecture. I mean when you go into the lab for the first time, and you've got to deal with a cadaver, and you've got to, there must be so much vomit in those rooms. Or just vomit all over. Cadavers on the table, vomit on the floor, oh. blood everywhere. Like here, here's your pail. Good luck. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, they, and they do those some of those brain surgeries because I was watching. Oh, I was watching. The, there's a reality show on Netflix from a few years ago. It's a. It's a. It's like an emergency nine one one in New York hospitals. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in one of them, they did a brain surgery. Lenox Hill Hospital, mm-hmm. I think. They did a brain surgery on a girl while she was awake, like she was that not is, knocked out. That is amazing. And they went in there and having a whole conversation. And took this big chunk of uh, tumor out, and now she's fine. Like yeah. prior to that, she was having some issues. I forget what they were, yeah, but sure. we still don't really like. Even if you're the a brain specialist, you still don't really know the brain. No, they know a hell of a lot more than we do. And why is our brain so much better than a uh, monkey's? Developed differently, like a chimpanzee, which we're supposedly very close. They're bright, very close, but they, I guess, we're smarter than they are, and. Yeah, yeah, we I have better brains. I don't know. I that's just the way it's evolved, I guess. And Which like, makes, what makes you think in two hundred years could they be smarter than us? Right. That well, that's that theory of uh, the aliens right. with the giant heads, or us with the larger brains and slim bodies because we're no longer using our bodies. Oh my god! So we have no muscle tone, no genitals. Wasn't that the what was the guy's name? Kazoo. Yeah, the great Kazoo from the Flintstones. Yeah. Had a very small body and a big head. Yeah, big, a big head. Brain. Yes. That's what this I mean. This is what I mean. This stuff was all created in Hollywood. I don't know, Jerry. There's no one that was writing the Flintstones that had a near alien experience. Maybe it's just one of those things where we know what an alien is. I guess. Like, if we went around the newsroom, well, not that there's a lot of people in our newsroom. There's no one in the if newsroom. We, Me. If we went around the offices of Odyssey and asked people... Please draw an alien. Excuse me, Jerry. <coughs> right. We would get pretty much the same yeah. thing. We'd get the big head with the big black eyes. Because you've seen it in Hollywood. Right. Now, the one that really went different in Hollywood was Independence Day. Aliens were not the way they've been characterized and drawn um, in movies and cartoons and in, in comic books. They made them. You saw Independence Day. No, with Will, I you did never not. saw Independence yeah. Day with no. Bill Pullman and Will Smith. I know. I can't believe it. I love aliens. It's actually, a, and I will tell you, it's a good movie. I mean, I know it's far fetched, obviously, but some people think it's very real. Those aliens are, I would say, uh, maybe like a combination of the traditional thought of what an alien looks like and a gigantic octopus. Yeah, now I've seen that in other movies as well. These like okay. big octopus looking aliens. All right, but they probably gripped it off from Independence. Maybe that's uh, that's worth. And I know you don't like movies that are longer than an hour and a half. That movie's probably like an hour fifty. It's pretty good. It'll it'll keep you into it. It's weird in that it's a an enormous movie I've never seen. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, like the I like the topic of it. Yes, space it's right up your alley. Yeah, it's 
right up your alley. It would it, it would almost be like you not watching a movie where aliens decide to stop using seed oils and you decide oh, not to man. watch it. No, I'd watch that, Jerry. I'd be all over that alien, <laughs> that alien thing. What are, you ever think about like your cat's brain? No, you don't. No, I don't. I sometimes think about my dog's brain, like. Like, we make assumptions, too, about, like, what other animals' brains are like. Like, oh, they don't know. They don't understand sure. that. We and we'll never know the we'll answer. We'll never really know. No. The only way we would know the answer is if they figure out this artificial intelligence chips. Yeah. That can then read what you're thinking. How it would be processed and translated, I have no idea. I mean, you got to – there was a 60 Minutes piece a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, um, guy – from China who has basically funded, I think he said he's funded over a hundred billionaires or billionaire businesses, uh, all about artificial intelligence. Obviously these people are so much smarter than we are. I guess they can figure that out, but that's the only way we would ever learn if that ever happened in our lifetime. Would you want to know what your cats are thinking? I don't know if I want to know what my wife is thinking. Mm. I don't know. So, no, I don't. I think I'm good. Like, if you could get, pop open up a laptop or a tablet and hit the app for your cat's brains, like, not that you're knowing all Only the time. Only if they were the, in distress, I think. You're like, what's going on with this cat? And then you can look on an app and it'd be like, oh, your cat is very thirsty. And you realize, oh, I don't have water out for the cat. Yeah, I suppose there are certain things. I don't need to know everything. I think too much information is not a good thing. I really don't. I mean, the more we know... In some ways, it furthers us and can educate us, but I also think it can ruin us. Like, would you honestly? Would you want to know? Would you? Would you think it would be a good thing if you could read Gina's brain no. and know everything she was thinking? No, that's dangerous. It is because you, you yeah, because then people will be reading your brains, and our brains are sometimes just just wacky, or wacky, and they don't mean anything sometimes. Right. Like our dreams. Right. Sometimes, yeah, maybe maybe sometimes you're thinking about someone or something so much that you dream about it. Other times, some of these things are so off the beaten path, they make no sense. Oh, yeah, when you have a dream that includes someone you haven't seen yeah. in 30 years, and you're like, why, what part of that brain of mine right. dropped that little droplet in there? And did your dream have something to do with what you ate last night? What you drank, sure, what, any of that, yeah, and and as we said, the stuff that you put into your body can kind of influence that. It's also like when they talk about um, going under hypnosis, yes, and they can ask you questions. Now, I don't know how true that stuff is, but that to me looks legit. I don't want to be hypnotized. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm good, and I don't want anybody I know to be hypnotized. What would be cool is to be hypnotized and it videotaped for you, just because then you would know if it was real because true. you'd be looking at yourself going, I do not recall this at all. That's fair. That is true. You wouldn't check in on your cat's brains while you were at work to see what they were up to? I don't think so. No. Like, what are my cats doing right now? Put a camera in your condo. No, but you don't know what the cat's thinking. No, but if they're sleeping, I mean, if they're walking, you know, if they're pounding on the door, I want to know what's going on. But if they're, I just, every time I get home from work, they're passed out. They are. Oh, yeah. There's the, our cats do sleep probably 14, 15 hours a day. No doubt. They're up with it, but it, our cats are... I was talking to Beningo about this last week when you guys were out, when he did the show with me. He's got two cats, too. And we were talking about the... Yeah, there are certainly a lot of cats that are very um, standoffish. I've never had that experience. We've had three or four cats now. They've all been more like dogs than cats. 
Now, I know, Eddie, if you're listening to this, cats will start eating you, apparently. You keep telling me, keep reminding me of that. Okay. But while they're alive <laughs> and you're taking care of them. While you're alive, yeah. They're they're phenomenal. They really are. So, no, they're sleeping. I'm good. I don't need to need know what they're dreaming about or what they're thinking. I actually was just reading that because I had heard this story, too, that if uh, an owner dies, mm-hmm. that uh, a cat will eventually eat their owner. I was reading yesterday that it's true of dogs as well. Oh, really? And the way it happens, this article was talking about dogs and saying the way it happens is if you die in the house, your dog will start to nip at you to try to help you. Right. Nipping while nipping at you and nipping at you and you're not responding and nipping at you and nipping at you. They eventually draw blood instincts take over they eat you as well interesting yeah how about that with their little dog brains that we would have no idea meanwhile if you had that app i'm talking about you could see well, well you'd, you'd be, be dead you'd so be dead. you're not gonna really help you much hmm. what's a good idea i suppose do cats drink a lot of water yes tons they do yeah with those tiny little mouths yeah no no they do matter of fact there have been times where especially if kim doesn't come home after work she she always makes sure that the water bowl is full. Always, there are many times where she has to go somewhere after work, or she's not coming home till after dinner. And I'll look, ooh, cat's got no water. Right, my, my bad. Bone yeah. dry. Yeah, no, they drink a lot of water. Do you think? Because I'll I'll like try to I'll give my dog this look when I fill her dog bowl. Mm-hmm. I'll look at her like, yeah, I'm taking care of you. You're welcome. Do you do that? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. I don't. You don't feel like I got you. No, because I know that they reliant they on me. Right. So no, I don't I don't play that card. Hey, shut up or you're not eating dinner. <laughs> they really are that. relying on us. Yeah, they are. Animals. Yes, they are. Especially if you're controlling the food and they're not outdoor pets where they can actually go fend for themselves. Yeah. One hundred percent reliable on us. Do you think they worry like, is Jerry gonna remember to put food down today? Uh yeah, because they when we get to about four thirty they follow us around. Oh, okay. So they, they eat between 4.30 and 5 Okay, so night. they're aware. They're oh, like... Oh, they're aware. Let's go, big they, fella. 100% they're aware. It's dinner time. Yes. So they do have an internal clock. Yes. Oh, they. I'm telling you, four, between 4.30 and 5, they are up our butts for food. They know. Yes. And then when we walk into the kitchen, they sprint to the cabinet that's got the food. And they look at us. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. No, they know. Yeah, I think, the, I think these animals get into habits and they... Yeah. They follow them. That's why I think sometimes, like, you know, I leave my dog for, it's almost exactly nine hours Mm -hmm. from the time I leave to the time I get home, which I never think about it during the week. But I would never leave my dog on a Saturday for nine hours because I'd be like, she's never going to make it. And yet she does every day. Yeah, but I think, is she making it only because it's weird, it's three o'clock in the morning, it's pitch black until a certain time? I think that's possible, part of her body clock. Yeah, that she knows. also become routine. Yes. So she knows in that first walk at at like 2 a.m., get the poops out, get all the pee out, because I'm going to be by myself for a while. Where on a Saturday or something, mm-hmm. she might think, oh, I'm going to be walked again in three hours. Is that, what's your limit on the weekend when you go out? About three, four, five hours? I try to, yeah, six. Six, the max? Six. Which isn't awful, especially if she's been taken care of before you go out. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, bad. I'm sure she can go longer. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone 24 hours without being home. We just put down enough food, extra water, and they're fine. 
multiple no, bowls of water like yeah or a bigger bowl or two bigger bowls yeah and um more food for them and then make sure the litter box is clean and full it's so easy do you think a cat or dog is smart enough to know okay here's my water bowl and there's, and there's no one in the home but i have a nice full water bowl mm-hmm now they go over to water bowl, accidentally step on it, the whole thing spills. Do you think they're like, "Oh, damn"? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, do I don't they... know. I don't know if "Oh, damn" goes through their little brains. <laughs> but just like that idea of like, "Oh my gosh, this is my water supply," or do yeah. they not? And now, even think of that. And now there's no more. I better find a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I better be able to prop up. Right. Luckily, we have an emergency supply somewhere <laughs> upstairs. Yeah, we leave the doors closed though. For the bathrooms. Yes, right. we do. Oh, they'd have to claw their way through. Yes, they would. Yeah. So I don't know if they say, oh, damn. Hmm. <laughs> Dre, made, this is totally random. I made a list of meats to see if you would eat them. Okay. First of all, I did. I Googled this first. I said, because uh, I was looking at this, I was like, ah, Jerry and I, we, t- we end up talking about meat and stuff a lot. I was like, what percent? Maybe we're annoying our vegan audience. Okay. So I, I Googled. What percentage of Americans mm-hmm. are vegan? Eight percent. Four. Four. Very, I thought it would be higher. It's very difficult to do. It is I mean, very I difficult. Be, I've told to you, do. I want to be a vegetarian. Yeah, I lasted six days. Yeah, well, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, I think I did a, a week. Yeah, I, but not much longer than that. It's hard to do. Yeah, it just is. And I and trust me, the more documentaries I read on this stuff, I want to throw up when I watch the way. The meat is prepared for us yeah. and the way the animals are slaughtered. Yep. And I hate it. And yet I can't seem to do it. And that's an excuse. You can do it. The same way we talk about overweight people that say they can't lose weight. No, no, you can. You can, right. You really have to set your mind to it, have a plan and do it. And I know, and I tried with the with the vegetarian thing. I laid out the meals. This is going to be great. And no, no. That's the thing with anything like you really have to have you really have to get to the point when you where you are sick and tired of the other thing. Yes. Like to ultimately get to that point in order for anything to stick. Correct. Right. Yeah. Being in a relationship or out of it, leaving your job or staying in it, following a particular diet, deciding I'm going to exercise every day. You have really got to get to that point. Mm -hmm. That's why they always say like. You can't tell your friend, uh, hey, you're drinking too much. I no. think you should stop drinking. They I have think you to need figure to... it out for themselves. Yeah. And you can push a little bit, but the more you push and they're not interested, you're pushing them away. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing. And it's like almost anything that's life anything that's life changing, you have to get to the point yeah. where you're sick and tired of the previous thing. For sure. That's why and I I don't want this to come across negatively. I don't I it's very positive. But that's why whenever, if it's you, whether it's Gio, whether it's someone that I like to watch on YouTube or, you know, jamming in our face the seed oils or this, we know. I'm not there yet, though. Right. And I'm tired of being told about. I know. I also know it's not smart to eat three slices of pizza on Friday night. Go F yourself. I like it. But I know it's not good. I also know it's not good to drink beer. But you know what? I do that every couple of weeks. I have to, because the more you read about alcohol, you realize it's not good for you. You need to get there. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not mentally prepared to put it to, and I've been in those spots where I have been, as you know, and for whatever reason, man, I don't know if it's the lack of sleep, too much work. I, it's been a grind getting back to it, but so yes, you are right. The person has to make the decision. Exactly. All right. So here's a list of meats, Jerry, Meat. I'm going to give you, and you tell me whether you would be willing to try it. Okay. 
or have you tried it? Venison. Uh, I have never had it, and that is uh, a baby calf, correct? Right. I think it's venison is just deer. Oh, venison's deer. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of veal. Uh, veal. Uh, yeah, ven- I've never, no, I've never had venison. No. I haven't either. Doesn't interest me. I think I would try it if it was grilled. Yeah. Because I've seen it grilled and then sliced. It yeah, looks kind of like mm. a steak. I would try it. I can't. When I worked, I told you this story a long time ago when I worked in the liquor store. The owner was a hunter. Oh, yeah. And he thought it would be hilarious to stand the, the, the four deers that they got, that they shot in the overflow freezer that didn't have anything in it because it was after the new year when where stock is low. And he asked me to go put a couple of cases in the overflow freezer, and I opened the door, and there were four deer that were propped up staring at me, and I almost hit the ceiling, almost jumped so high. <laughs> I can't. I, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'd be out on that. What about elk? Not interested. Hunters, that nope. also looks like a, a nice steak I would probably be willing is, to try. But it's not something I'd be eating. Here's one you will find even in the regular supermarket: bison. I don't, you know, I'm not sure if I've had that or not. I, I maybe. You ever have a bison burger anywhere? I don't know. See I, that it occasionally sounds like I probably on a have, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think but I would I, try that. I would probably try that. What about this? Is occasionally on a uh, restaurant menu and oftentimes at a Chinese food place. Duck. No. Not a chance. Yeah, me neither. They're not a chance. I heard it's all that. like greasy. Ugh, no thanks. Greasy it's ducks. It's a little duck. Come no, on, they said they're adorable. The green ones, the mallards, Jerry, oh. are adorable. I, I'm not eating a duck. Okay, what about this one? Lamb. No. Not nope. even the lamb chop. No. Nope. I have tried lamb. Okay. What's weird about lamb is uh, a lot of people, they'll make when they make lamb chops, it's really rare. Okay. And that, I'll eat a kind rare like a steak. Tuna steak where you, where yeah, you get, yeah no, no but they're a rare lamb. Mm-mm. Listen, I don't eat much meat. I really don't eat much meat. But when I do, I want it well done. And if I go to a restaurant and I get a steak and I get, I ask for it well done, and the waiter is not happy with me, <laughs> I remind the waiter, I'm paying you. Yeah, cook the damn. I don't care what the chef says. Burn it. Yeah, no, I don't like to go to the chef. I don't care. That's why I don't go to steakhouses though. Craig had told us about that happened to him. Twice, Craig Carton in New York City going to a steak place, mm-hmm. and he wanted it well done. And they came back and said the chef won't do it. He's like, "Right, chef won't do it." Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd leave. You'd be out of there. So yes. no lamb for you. It's another food you can no. find like in the regular supermarket. No, I'm not interested in lamb. How about this one? Occasionally, again on a menu in a restaurant, rabbit. No. Yeah. If I'm not going to eat duck, I ain't eating rabbit. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah, that's What's a next, weird beaver? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Jerry, would you eat a beaver? No. I'm with you. What about beef liver? No. Beef liver? No. Beef heart? No. Hmm. You would. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, no I, I wouldn't. Is it Parmesan? <laughs> Parmesan encrusted beef liver. <laughs> no, I no. Not knowingly, anyway, I would not. I did try... Once, this a ground beef that was called an ancestral blend. Okay. And it included... Well, they just put the dead animal right through? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's It was beef. Mixed in there was ground up heart and liver. Well, so then you don't know what you're eating. It I did have a little it, bit but... of a different taste, oh, but I could, uh, I, could, I could handle that. Think about what we're talking about. Oh, I know. We're just we're talking about our little cat brains Ugh. and knowing what they're thinking, and then all of a sudden we're eating a rabbit. 
No, I'm not. Oh, would you? Little... No, I would not eat a rabbit. Quail. No. It gets a tiny little bird. I don't even like seeing a Cornish game hen in no, the I don't supermarket. Either. I don't I don't even a think I want to eat body, ch- it's a little I don't want to eat chicken anymore. Yeah. Like those rotisserie. I feel like I'm looking at a real chicken without a head. Well, anytime well, I am, but <laughs> anytime the meat is on the bone, that gives you an extra like, oh right, this thing was alive. Mm-hmm. And then running around. Yeah. That's why it's nice to get like chicken breast. Not on the bone. Correct. I don't feel like I'm eating anything other than a patty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ground beef versus a steak. Yes. It doesn't feel chop. like the same thing. Yeah. And then you see the butchers and the, the giant slabs of meat they're cutting, and it's, it's, it is gross. Yeah, the saws that they use to cut I mean, into the bones. Animal blood is on them when they leave work. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. What, about, what about would you make bone broth? You just I don't know soak. what that is. What That's is that? just you taking like steak bones. Okay simmering it in water with uh, spices and things, and it makes uh, almost like a, like a, a soup. soup. Yeah, I guess. But think again, think about what we're doing. Gross. Taking an animal's bones mm. and boiling them to get some juiciness out of it. Yeah. Now, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick with the uh, Hungry Man or something, or the Chunky. Just like some of the some of the bougie restaurants, they have that thing. Um, what's the bone marrow? Oh, That just sounds horrible. I've heard it's delicious, but that just sounds weird. No, thank you. No, thank you. I can't believe only 4% of people are vegan. Think about what you're saying, though. Vegan yeah. is no cheese, no eggs, no milk. Right, no animal no products. Like You're talking about eating nothing but fruits, vegetables, and fake crap. <laughs> beans is a big one I on love those be- lists. I do love beans, um, but that, not enough to that be my only meal. Or my only type of food source. Right. When I tried vegan for the week, I was eating. I, I was making what I normally make, but instead of a piece of meat, I had a pile of beans. <laughs> so I'd have beans and sweet potatoes. Oh, my God. Instead of, like, chicken and sweet potatoes. Oh, I do like beans and rice. Yeah, beans and rice is I do good. enjoy, especially um, black beans, more specifically black beans over, it could be over brown rice, even wild rice, whatever, and then sprinkle balsamic, vin- not vinaigrette, vinegar. On it, delicious. That I like a lot. Dave Ramsey always talks about when you're when he wants people to get out of debt. He goes beans and rice, rice and beans. That's what he wants you Why? to eat. Why? Because it's expensive. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. Be- he goes beans and rice, rice and beans. The only time you're going to see the inside of a restaurant is if you're working in it. Yeah, but then there's nothing to. You do. You got to live, Jerry. You got to do something. Like, you do have to do something. Like that's the one thing. Whether it's been G talking about the the golf suite and the you know the tracker you know whatever the 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 simulator when we're looking for things like there's only so much sitting in the house you can do yeah and if you're taking away going out to eat and socializing in that setting like I understand the financial part of it but come on man I mean once a week and I know it adds up to a lot of money I know it does I can't on a Saturday night bypass going out for dinner for Uncle Ben's. And some kidney beans. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. Gina just got to start the new year a budgeting yeah. program for her computer, which she's like loving and going sure. crazy. She keeps telling me I should do it. I said, no, if I do that, I'm going to be doing nothing because I'm going to look at how much I'm spending at restaurants. Yeah. And I'm really going to bail out on stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well. You see that? No. Something just fall from the ceiling. Yeah, that was weird. It's an alien. <laughs> um. I've done that I, the last couple of years. I started doing that uh, only because 
Kim and I had a conversation. I forget where we were. It was on a it was a baseball tournament trip. And she basically she looked at me, she goes, I know you make more than them. I know you make a lot more than them. Why do they not seem to have any issues? And some months I'm looking at you like, what happened to the checkbook? I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. And I have. Yeah. In in the last year and a half, two years, I've really written everything down and I basically showed her. I'm like, here's why. We spend it. These trips cost a lot of money, not based like we go on multiple vacations. You like your truck, which is six hundred dollars a month, and we did this, and then you bought that for no reason for them. And like, there's all the it's all that's the disposable money we spend it all. Yeah, and it's 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 eye opening. One of the weird things, like looking at your like a credit card bill or something, and my credit card bill is high every month, and I'm looking, and when you just look at your credit card bill, it goes Amazon. Yeah. They don't tell you what you got no. at Amazon. You have to go and look to see look what you Look at your orders. My thing is just like Amazon gas station. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon gas station, Amazon. Am- but the gas station, I understand. Sure. I don't know what all these, like to categorize what all those Amazon things are. I have no idea without you would, going You would there. have to keep a ledger. Yeah. As you order stuff. Yeah. There's no question. But that, what, Do you know what program she used? Was it Rocket? She uh, downloaded Quicken. Oh, Okay. That's a but there's a, a bunch that's a of big them. one, yeah. 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 All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up program. Ooh, tomorrow's Thursday. Yes. So what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, suck. we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, we made it in. Good morning to you, Mr. Eddie Scazzeri, the Eddie Scazzeri. Um, across from me, his name is Al Dukes, and a couple of things for you real quick off the bat. Number one, I met Noah Eagle last night. Very nice fellow. Oh, is that right? Did you approach him, or did he approach you? Uh, I actually was going to go say hello. He came up and said hello to me, Oh, uh, which was very cool. I was going to go introduce myself because I'd never met Ian's son. What um, was he doing at the Rutgers game? Uh, he was doing the game on Peacock. Is that right? They oh, that got a is... Peacock exclusive now, too, Jerry? What yeah, is they, have, they have several Big Ten games. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize until yesterday morning the game was on Peacock. Peacock. Uh, but it was. So I met him. Very nice fella. Says hello. All good. Um, he said say hello to Al. Like he knows who To the I crew. Am. 
Oh, okay. So he doesn't know us. Well, he just say hello to everybody. Okay. So that means you. You're part well, of everybody. Would have been nice. You're right. He didn't say say hello to Al. Say hello to Al. But he said say hello to everybody. Okay. So talk to him for a little while, and I got a glimpse of what it's going to be like in Vegas. Not How good. so? <laughs> well, the whole split sleep thing. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's not awful. So I went home yesterday. I slept from noon to almost three, knowing I had the game, and then I slept like 11 to 2.30. 11 p.m. to 2.30 yeah. a.m. this morning. Not great. Like, I feel okay. Yeah. But, boy, when you wake up from a long nap and then you wake up from a quote-unquote night sleep that's all of three hours. Oof. Yeah, that's for college kids, Jerry. We can't be doing that anymore. We're, We're going to be doing it for a full week. Yeah, that's so, true. I'm just telling you, get ready for it. Okay. I also didn't think, well... The we were expecting a disastrous ride in this morning. It was uh, it was lovely. Actually, yeah, it was actually lovely. It was like fifty five degrees yep. and uh, wasn't even windy. Yeah, it wasn't windy. It wasn't raining. Maybe mist coming off. Yeah. The only thing, like if you got behind a truck on the highway, that mist it was that, pouring. It was <laughs> right. That was so strange. I will tell you, driving to and from Rutgers last night, not good. Yeah, it was uh, a lot going on. Yeah, I left at 10 to 4. It wasn't awful, but it was cra- coming home at 10 o'clock was nasty. Yeah, I was uh, awoken at 11 p.m. last night to the sound of, uh, I thought my dog was peeing in my bedroom. Because <laughs> I heard, like, whoosh, water. I was like, is this the dog? <laughs> no, it was all my windows leaking. Ugh. That's, and now flooding or just a little... Leakage. Uh, well, enough that I had to put a towel down, mm. which is now s- soaked. All right. Well, you so handled I, it. Uh, yeah, I handled it. Like a homeowner, you handle it. Yeah, that's what I am, Jerry. I'm a homeowner. <laughs> yes. Now tonight I'll go. Today I'll go home and I'll uh, caulk. <laughs> I'm going to caulk under the windows. Will you watch a YouTube video before you do it? Uh, no, because I've done this before. <laughs> I had one other window a couple years ago in a storm that I ended up caulking, and, and I, it well, worked? worked out pretty good. All right. That window was not leaking last night. You're a fan of caulk. Love caulk. All right. Definitely, Jerry. Now, um, I got to tell you, I read a headline this morning. Yeah. And then I read the story, and I had to read it twice because it it was never referenced in the story. Hmm. And the headline was, Wink Martindale cursed out Brian Dayball. Right. And I read the entire article, and nowhere in there did it say he cursed him out. So I bypassed the article and listened and watched Paul Schwartz's interview on the New York Post website. Okay. He laid it out beautifully. Oh, really? So as what the happened? Way he understood what happened. The way he understood it was they did meet Monday. Um, they went around the room, any issues, nothing. And then I guess when Dable informed him of the firings, which was one of Dable's guys, as well as one of his guys, he lost it, cursed him out, took off, headed to the airport, went to Florida, and I guess on his way out the door, told some people he was resigning. Went to Florida, but never told the Giants he's resigning. So I guess as it sits right now, he is still the Giants defensive coordinator. Wow. Yeah, because he's under contract. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that uh, being under contract, either he doesn't get paid or... If he resigns, right. If he resigns, and then it, he can't just walk out and he go get need, another job. He would need their approval because he quit. Yeah. That's exactly right. Still under contract. I know everyone always does like, um, this is like that Seinfeld episode, but there was the Seinfeld episode that George, (laughs) which was based on Larry David, being so frustrated working at Saturday Night Live that none of his skits were getting on the air that he made this big thing where he quit. 
went home and in the middle of a Saturday Night Live show on Saturday night, went home, realized, oh my gosh, I just quit Saturday I have Night no Live. income and I live in New York. <laughs> yeah. And his friend was like, just go back Monday. Yeah. Like nothing happened. Yeah. So then <laughs> you got to go back Monday and just act like, ah, it was that frustrating. I lost my guys, but I'm here. I'm good to go. Yeah. According to Schwartz, he never quit. Like he just told people close to him that he was, he was, he sat enough. Well, let me ask you this then, Jerry. Do you think that at the start of the season he's the defensive coordinator? <laughs> I, have no, I think it's 50 50 right I, now. I think it's 50 50 as well. Because I think if you get away from it 24, 48 hours, things cool off and he never quit, maybe they can get in the room and be like, hey, listen, my bad. I was heated. All right, let's get after this. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah. I mean, the, the article said as of Tuesday night, the Giants had no idea if he quit or not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in Sarasota. I love there's a somebody on social media took a picture of Wink Martindale at the airport. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's on the sideline coaching. He's <laughs> He did have a Yankee hat on, not a Giants hat. Yeah. But he looks like Wink Martindale. Like, that guy is hard to hide. What was it like when you guys met Dable? Well, he, he looked, he was in like a Giants sweatsuit. He was. Yeah. So he looked like he could have been on the sidelines. Yeah. But this is... The Brian Dayball thing, it was in the off season, after being coach of the year. Right, he was feeling himself. That was going to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Going to the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. and going home. <laughs> so he was like, "This, you just got either quit or got fired or left yeah. or screamed, and now you're at the airport. People could have would approach you, I would think. Could you imagine yelling at Spike or Olivero on Friday, <laughs> taking off?" As you're walking out the door, I quit. This place sucks. And then there's a photo of you at Newark Airport, and then we find out that you're in, you know, back in Tampa. Yeah. And then Monday morning, you're back here. Back here, you go, guys. Let's go. Let's yeah. talk about some assistance here. Who are we getting? That's the equivalent, basically. If he showed back up, I don't, I don't know. And we always hear that, uh, you know, sidelines get heated. This is football. This mm-hmm. is men being men. We scream at each other, and then we're good to go. This could be. Uh, a blow up because of the year of frustrations and because the Giants didn't get it done. Wink Martindale's guys took the blame for that by getting fired. Yes. He's pissed off, but he wants to go back at it. And they're, I hope, I now hope they're teamed up for the next season. I think it's more likely that he got pissed off that his friend was fired. Yeah. Especially. And I only say this because of the way the season ended. Like, they played really well against Philadelphia defensively, so maybe he was feeling good about things. Then you come in. Now, as Schwartz said, Dable did fire one of his own guys, too. Um, I think one of the offensive line uh, coaches that he didn't want to fire but felt the need to because of the way the season went. And so uh, there were changes made. I mean, it happens on there. Unless you're on the Jets, <laughs> where everybody stays. Yes. Um, there. I mean, like the Titans fired Mike Vrabel yesterday. Yes. Which to me, crazy. I, I don't understand, but okay. Changes are made when things don't go well. So I understand being upset. One of your guys is like, oh, like if I would like to think if I got fired today, you would run out of here screaming. Absolutely, Jerry. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I go right to the airport, Jerry. Right. Exactly. And I roll right back up here here Monday morning. Go. Who's doing a warm up with me now? Right. Oh, CeeLo? good. CeeLo. Let's get him in here. Yeah. Wait. Where's Peter Schwartz? Peter. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> Peter. So Peter. bizarre, very bizarre, story. very strange. Uh, so I, ho- I hope he's back because I, l- I like, I like a dynamic where the head coach and the defensive coordinator 
Buttheads. Buttheads a little bit. Yeah, well, those are Need two guys. Action. Yeah, they have very similar person. Like they are, they're heated personalities. So it doesn't surprise me that there's friction sometimes. And right? you met, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say you got to know that though when you hire them. Right. They're a little. Uh, they're wired a little differently. These guys. Yeah. Very much so. And you mentioned the Mike Rabel being fired, and then the the Titans ownership, which is does a woman own the Titans, Jerry? Oh, I don't know who owns the Titans. Let's see. Okay. There were, I yes. saw a, a woman owns the Titans. She's okay. the wife of uh, Mr. Adams. Oh, Has he okay. passed away? or Yes. So Mr. Adams passed away. His wife now owns the Titans. She did like a, a little sit down with, okay. I don't know if it was their website or just mm-hmm. talking about the Mike Vrabel thing, and that they wanted to, they explored trading him. Right. But I guess that takes too long and is complicated, and she felt that if they tried to do a trade, that would take a total of like three weeks because the coach has to agree to the trade sure. and all that stuff, and that they would miss out on whoever it is that they're going for. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's always candidates, but I guess if they've got their eye on somebody, then that would make sense. It is funny to see the list of candidates. Like I, I watch or follow on uh, their news feed, uh, Pro Football Talk. Yeah, and they'll they do a story on everything. You know, if Bill Belichick sneezes, there's a headline and at least a paragraph. So they, they've got everybody who's lined up for interviews, mm-hmm. and it's all a bunch of guys I never heard of. For, we're talking about for the Patriots or just it's around just the league around with the, the openings? League. Just like uh, the commanders are interested in talking to blah, blah, blah. And it's all like these, like, well, if the quarterback's coordinator of yeah. the Titans. Like, that, that's what? the problem. They're lower level. It's not like it's just the head coaching carousel. Yeah. You're talking about coordinators, maybe a quarterback's coach that – could be in line to be a head coach. So, yes, I could see you're not knowing, as many of us would not know these names. Yeah, I feel like we got to get, like, some uh, many years of success as an offensive coordinator or something. It's like they take guys, like, one year in, mm-hmm. and they go, now he's a head coach. Yeah, pretty much. If you if you do well quickly, like, they can't wait to hire you. Although Jim Harbaugh will be hired in two seconds once he decides he's leaving Michigan. Yeah, it seems like Harbaugh, Belichick, those are – They'll those get jobs the, very quickly. And those are the two interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like, mm. Well, and the other one, too, is like, what are the Raiders? Do? I, I can't believe the Raiders have not given Antonio Pierce the job. Right. And they're going to actually interview candidates. Because that's the, that's a name that you see rumored to be the Giants defensive coordinator. Yes. If Wink actually quit. Don't know. <laughs> if Wink quit and if they don't hire yeah. him as. Yeah, I don't know why the, why the Raiders wouldn't do that. I, he, I don't know. He had some success. The players like him. Yeah. The players played for him. Like I think Devontae Adams might stay there if he's still the head coach. Yeah, like who else? Who are you getting? I don't know. They already tried this once with Josh McDaniels. How'd that go? Not well. They got rid of Rich Bisaccia after they finished the season well. The guys played for him, liked him, fired him, brought in the Dalt. Yeah. And then their season was terrible. I don't know. I also think about that. I don't know why I'm thinking a lot about this uh, Saints head coach. Dennis Allen. <laughs> it's it's weird. Just the Weird the way the season ended, right? Where mm-hmm. the where Jameis Winston gets the players to go, hey, let's score. Let's not pay attention to the coach. And then you get more stories like all the players are on Jameis' side. Yeah, they're like, backing and him. And now this guy's got to go be the head coach. No one's listening to uh, you. Yeah, And you're going to bring in John Gruden, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> As a part of your staff was going to take your job. It is. It's bizarre. That feels very strange. The NFL is a strange place. Yes. It oh, really like, right is. At, it, I don't really don't get the like the Mike Mike Vrabel thing, and we see this happen. Some you know it doesn't happen a lot, but we see it happen over with certain teams where like they get rid of guys who 
always in the playoffs. Seem yeah. like they know what they're doing. Unless you're the Steelers. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, is he a douche around the office? One, there was one theory out there um, that maybe Vrabel didn't want to stay, and I don't know if it was. I forget. Maybe it was you. I don't know. Someone mentioned it to me yesterday and said, if you're Mike Vrabel, perhaps you kind of made this move happen because Derrick Henry's probably gone. You know, what do you have? You don't have a quarterback. Like, it's going to be hard to win. He's been great there. Maybe it's time for a fresh start. If that's the case, that makes sense to me. But firing him does not. Right, because you get out now while you're sort of still got Uh, a little something interesting. I mean, Belichick didn't have the quarterback. They were terrible. Terrible. You know, does that mean he's an awful head coach? No, of course it doesn't. But if you don't have the players, you're not going to look good. Mm. Can't score, you can't win. Patriots couldn't score. You play to win the game. Yeah. You need to score. We've heard this a lot this season, Jerry. We need, both from the Giants players and Jets players, we need to score touchdowns. Yes. It would help. That's how you win the games. I actually thought, because of all the Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel stuff the other day, the Garrett Wilson quotes really got swept under the rug. And I played a couple yesterday. I he said things that, I, I again, I tried playing them like it, this is ter- a terrible reflection on the coaching staff when he talks about how we 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 need to learn how to make adjustments in games when he said, I watch the other teams play offense and they make it look easy and we don't. Um, when he talked about the worst year of his life playing football, like those are some damning things to say. And I feel like if the other stuff wasn't at the forefront – those would have been headlines. Right, like if we were looking for stuff like, yes. what do we got here? And I don't think he was doing it to be mean, rude, to get Rob Sala or Nathaniel Hackett fired, any of that. I think he was just speaking openly and honestly. And I'm listening to this stuff saying, oh, these are some poor reflections on the coaching staff. Like, listen to this stuff. Yeah, the in-game adjustment thing was a weird one. Yeah. he basically. I think he said we have to learn how to adjust. Like, learn. Hasn't he been the head coach for three years? This is going to be a disaster next year. I really, I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt again. If he gets hurt again, then it's got to be over. And he keeps oh, saying sure. three more. He did, and listen, I, I can't stand all the crap that comes out of his mouth opposite of football. So put that off to the side for a second. He did like a, a season-ending interview with the Jets website. And I, I think the guy's name is Eric Allen, that they posted two hours before he went on with McAfee. I think it was around 10 a.m. And listening to him talk about football, is phenomenal. it's great. And if I'm a Jet fan, forget all the other stuff. Watch that. Because everything he says is what you want to hear. And it's all, he's talking about two, two years, three more years. Hey, Brady did it. I can do it. Not that he mentioned Brady, but clearly that's who he's referencing. Um, and it's like, yeah, all right. He gets you fired up. But then you're right. You come back to, he couldn't get through a series. And now he's going to have, hopefully that surgery gives him a better Achilles than he's ever had. But you're going to worry every time he goes to the turf next year and gets sacked, is he hurt? So it can be great, and it can be an, a, a colossal disaster next right, season. Right, because if he gets hurt early in the season, we're going to replay the same thing next year. Yeah, unless they've got – I don't even know who a would backup. be a back. I don't even know who it would be. I don't know. What but, about Jameis Winston? Um, no, I think he's going to get an extension, apparently. <laughs> they love him in New Orleans. <laughs> Player coach. <laughs> Player coach, right. 
Ay, 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 what a mess. Anyway, all right, we're a little late. We're a little late. We'll take a break. 518, we're just getting started. We got a lot to do. And Boomer and Geo will break it all down for you coming up at 6 right here on The Fan. All right, nice to have you with us. It's Wednesday. I did wake up thinking today was Friday. I was a couple of days off. Uh, that was a little disappointing. But it's still Wednesday. I saw Billy Jock alone. That means we're uh, midweek. So that's kind of cool. Another heartache. So what else? Say you my friend. A little weird announcement uh, showed up on my Twitter feed yesterday, Jerry. Twitter or X, as they say. Uh, uh, Jim Rome is launching a video digital streaming show on X, along with shows by Don Lemon, who was uh, most Don recently Lemon. at CNN, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Tulsi Gabbard. Who's that? I feel like I know her name. I don't know who she is exactly. Political person. Oh, okay. The Jim Rome one doesn't fit to me. It seems like the the people on the on that get these shows on Twitter, you know, Tucker Carlson has a show on Twitter. He does. Yeah, what's well, with that's where he is. They seem to be people that are very outspoken politically. Okay, you know, sort of they go there because uh, there's nowhere else to go and not be censored. But the Jim Rome one is a weird one to me. Well, maybe they're trying to represent every genre and he's the sports one or is he going to do political talk i yeah i don't know he didn't uh i didn't hear his show yesterday but i did check his twitter account just that he was excited to start this new video Hmm. venture tulsi gabbard by the way uh she is a politician you are right army reserve officer and political commentator she is also the first samoan american voting member of congress samoan american yeah i don't i am not familiar with her yeah, I definitely know her name, and I'm sure I have heard her on a podcast yeah, yeah, or two. Yeah. I just don't know like what her title is. She's from Hawaii. Nice. I thought she was from Samoa. Maybe her heritage is from Samoa, but she was from Hawaii. <laughs> she was the U.S. representative for Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District from 2013 to 2021. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading from Google. You know where I learned about Samoa? <laughs> Pro wrestling. Okay. The, the wild, wild Samoans. Samoans, yes. Al- Alpha, 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 Alpha Sika Samu, the wild Samoans. <laughs> were they twins? I don't think they were. They they may have pitched it that way. Got it. Uh, they were I, they were just known as there was three brothers. Oh, there and were then, three of them. Yeah. Then Samu was only he was only there every once in a while when there had to be a six man tag and they needed a third Samoan. A six man tag. <laughs> three against three. I always remember two versus two. Yeah. Every once in a while they'd do six man tag, Jerry. And it'd be three on three. Hmm. That way you you had a different guy you could and then it would just chaos would ensue. I never like what did they call them when there would be all these different wrestlers in the ring? Battle Royal. Yeah, I never liked that because yeah. I never knew what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, it was always too much. And there were too many rules when you can tag out, you back in. Yeah. I don't know. It was strange. You get thrown out over, over the top, then you're out. That's right. And then in the later years, in, in my early 1980s wrestling years, all of the wrestlers started in the ring. And the bell rang and they went. And just start kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> then in the later years, they started where it'd be like a couple at a time would come. But they'd just keep adding wrestlers. Hmm. So who knows, Jerry? They, do they still do that? They do still do. That uh, what's called Royal Rumble? Um, yes. But, they, but that match itself is called a... Battle Royal. Okay. Royal Rumble is like an event. Like the NFC Championship game oh, is an okay. event. Gotcha. Royal Rumble's an event. I gotcha. Yeah. 
Fair so enough. So there we go. So I know another person from Samoa. Somehow we just went from Jim Rome doing a show on Twitter yes. to the wild Samoans in WWF yeah. from the 1980s. Now, is this going to be in addition to his CBS Sports Network show and his radio show? I don't know. You brought it to me. Please yeah. help me. I did. I tried to. <laughs> I don't know. I try, I, maybe all the details aren't out yet because I did look this up yesterday. Did, and no one wrote about it? They wrote about it, but it was just like, hey, Jim Rome's getting a show. He's excited about a show. It didn't say anything about whether this is replacing his CBS Sports Network show, whether it's replacing his radio show, it did not seem to say. All I see is renowned sports commentator Jim Rome will be bringing his wildly popular content to digital video for the content. first time ever. See, that's what I mean, Jerry. They're, they're, they're not really being specific yet. That tells me. No, now his, and now his announcement says his new video pro... Oh, he's saying his new video programming partner. So that would tell me that he's going to stream his show. On right. Twitter. Unless I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's a great question. It's so confusing, Jerry. Yes. Might have to tune in and see if he addresses this. Yes. That is fresh. <laughs> oh, you, you're not still into Rome, though, anymore. Nah, I liked it. I liked um, when Rome was more uh, mean. Yes. He's, uh, he's soft and as he When he used is. to rip. Well, he's friends with the athletes now. Yeah, so it's exactly. A he, has, he does a lot of guests, which I don't care for. Okay. But when he used to just rip people for three hours, that was my kind of show. This says Rome is set to produce multiple shows as part of a content partnership with X. Ooh. But his first project, which is set to premiere after the Super Bowl, will air five times a week and comes as part of a deal between X and Range Media Partners, <laughs> which is the talent agency he signed with last yes. year. But yes. that's kind of vague, too. Because Very vague. It tells you five, he could go do a one-hour show after his radio show. Right. So you, I, I don't. That's interesting. We don't know yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, we don't know. We do not know. All right. But that's coming what would up. you say would have to be the viewership for something like that to be successful? Well, the way they do it, and this, uh, and I know by the way they do Tucker Carlson because he was the first one. Mm-hmm. So they do his thing live, and then the video lives up there. But he was getting legitimately Jerry like forty million views versus when he was on the uh, cable news. A few hundred thousand. Yeah. But Wild. again, what is a view though? Is it watching the program? Yeah, that, that I don't know. Does twenty seconds count as a view? That's the pro- like I know you can I know you can actually see who's watching it for a certain amount of time. I just wonder what actually accounts for a view. Yeah. You know? That Tucker Carlson show got wild when he first got on uh X there, Jerry, doing the live show. He had I only listened to watched it once. Mm-hmm. He had a, a a guest on a man who claimed to have made love to Barack Obama. And I was that like, was on that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I like that I will oh, watch. God. That I'm, I'm interested I rem- in. That was about a year ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, maybe no, six maybe to longer. nine months ago. No, definitely shorter than yeah, a year ago. I, I remember you bringing that up on the podcast. <laughs> I like, yeah, beat all this I'm interested in. <laughs> and that just kind of went away. Yeah. I feel like that went away. It did. <laughs> Pretty much. Even though it had, Jerry had like 50 million views. <laughs> it's just whoosh, gone. Oh, God. Out of the way. Ay, ay, ay. Jerry, let's get back to some real sports talk. All right. Uh, we've talked about this uh, forecast in Kansas City, Jerry. And they're now saying it could be one of the coldest games on record or a kickoff. Really? That only in the history of the NFL, I would have thought more, only four games have kicked off below zero. Okay. Well, we talked about the Chargers and Bengals, right? Was Chargers that one? and Bengals. That okay. was in 1982. There's got to be a Steeler one in there. Uh, no Steeler oh, one. Okay. Of the classic ice bowl in Green Bay, oh, that right. was 1967. Cowboys, Packers, right. 
the 2016 wild card game in Minnesota. I was going to say Vikings, outdoors. but I was going to say the 70s, which yeah. was outside. That's right. That one, that was Favre was the quarterback, correct? I believe so. Okay. And then the 2008 NFC Championship game in Green Bay. That had to be Giants. Giants Packers. Packers with, with Coughlin. With, with the red face Coughlin. And almost knocked his nose right off his face. <laughs> and the Vikings, when that's when they were like in between. They were playing at yeah. the Gophers home. Yeah. And then Bud Grant came out in a t-shirt. It was yes. awesome. <laughs> that's right. That is right. Oh, old man Bud Grant. That's amazing, though. They went to four, three, or four. How many four. Super Bowls did they go to? Four that they lost the Vikings? All right. So they yes. So they went to four Super Bowls in the 70s, which meant they had a lot of playoff games right. in December or January. And I'm surprised not one of those is on that list. Right. That's interesting. Good point, Jerry. Yeah. So it could be one of the cool. I hope it kicks off at zero, de- exactly zero it degrees. It might. I mean, the high temperature for Sunday is four. That's awesome. Four. So Saturday night's got to be brutal. I love to watch a cold like cold I know you do. weather game. Well, unfortunately for you, it's on uh, Peacock. So <laughs> oh, I'll watch the highlights the I next can, morning. I can watch it on my iPad, Jerry, with the NFL Plus subscription. <laughs> Wait, time out. I have NFL Plus too. You so I can watch this game on your iPad or on a tablet or phone oh, only. Come on. Yeah, they so play I, games, Jerry. All right, okay. They're playing games with us. That I'm not doing. I really have to decide if I'm going to sign up for this for one night or not. The Peacock. I want to. I want to watch the game. Yeah, me too. You know, it's like that. That game, while I would not be stunned if we're sitting there at 11.30 Saturday night and the Chiefs won 45-3 to and the Dolphins look like they wanted no part of the cold in the game, wouldn't surprise me. Part of me feels like they're going to go out, like Tyreek Hill is going to go out and have a monster game, and the Dolphins are going to surprise us. Like, I, I, I want to watch it. Me too. You know what's so funny about it? It's really just a matter of principle, right? People are like, I am not giving the NFL my... Meanwhile, I'll go get... Uh, a beer that cost me eight dollars, hundred percent, yeah, or or a mixed drink for twenty one dollars, and this is like eight. Oh no, five ninety nine. Trust me, I know. You know what I mean? I, yes. And I'm going to annoy myself by not watching Chiefs Dolphins. Why would I? I think why? actually you just convinced me to just sign up. Right. Like why? I I think the problem for most people, including myself, is you get to a point where you're signing up for everything. Yeah. And then it's like I'm. I don't need all this. What am I doing? But I do need this Saturday, and I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to watch it, too. Especially if it's going to be zero degrees. There's going to be guys breathing, you know, when you see their breath, Jerry. The one thing I will not do is watch it on a phone. I cannot watch (laughs) video. I can't do it. It's too small. Yeah, on a phone, I can't do it. Uh -uh. I could watch it on an iPad. The iPad's fine, um, but I still would prefer it on the television. Yeah, me too. So, I think you just convinced me. I'm signing up for the Peacock Network. I might, too, and and I'm railing against Peacock Network. I I know. But I want to see... I want to see Tua throwing that football so do I. in zero degrees. I'm very curious how, how it goes. I want to see Taylor Swift all bundled oh, up, Jerry. Cares. Just bundled up. I want Jake Browning's girlfriend to go watch oh, the game. <laughs> that would be awesome. Let's get her. She could be friends with Taylor Swift. I guess she could be. Get her well, out we know there. Brittany, Holm- Brittany Mahomes is going to have her all gobbled up. Yeah. She ain't letting her out of her sight. She is not, Jerry. I guess, too, the fact that Peacock has these Big Ten games, I probably should have it for that. So maybe I'll sign up through March. And then here's what a lot of people, when I was railing against Peacock, told me. The WWE wrestling, Mm -hmm. that network, lives on Peacock. If you want to get wrestling, it's all on Peacock. And they have, like, the history stuff there. Oh, yeah. So if I want to go watch some Andre the Giant You might like it for a little while. But what do they have that you can't get on YouTube? If you want to watch an Andre the Giant match, I'm pretty sure if you... Right. You're right. I'm sure if I want to watch the Andre the Giant uh, from Detroit... What was, WrestleMania uh, yes, three is probably there in its entirety on YouTube. You're right. 
someone has posted it. Correct. So that is neat that you can get that, and that is added value, I suppose, but it's not like it's not available. Right. So maybe I sign up for that on, when's the game? Saturday night? Saturday night. Saturday morning, I just watch a whole bunch of Jimmy Superfly snooker matches <laughs> leading right up into the the Dolphin Chief game. And then you cancel the next morning when you realize you fell asleep in the first quarter, <laughs> and you watch the highlights. Right, what did I pay for? I fell asleep. <laughs> After those two beers knock you out. <laughs> That's true, Jerry. Wake up with that. By the way, um... If you do have your two beers, yeah, two Advil and about twelve ounces of water right before you go to bed, you will wake up. You'll feel fine. You'll never so. have that again. Yeah, I get a hangover from two or beers. Or even just try drinking twelve to twenty ounces of water before you yeah. sleep. You'll get up. You'll have to use the bathroom, but right. you do that anyway. Correct. But I do think it helps flush it out and kind of hydrate you. Plus, we've talked about it. When you have to get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, it feels like you have a bonus sleep because you go. <laughs> Oh, I still have two hours. This is awesome. I laid down last no, last night, a few hours ago. <laughs> I laid down at 10, I don't even know what time it was, 10.45. I had four hours I was going to sleep. And I woke up to go to the bathroom at 12. I'm like, wow, I got more than half my night still. <laughs> See, exactly. It's all in perception. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, take a break. 5.36. Uh, still more's on the table for you uh, and your calls <laughs> or not. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Eddie, that clip had to have been from the late 90s, right? Howard David doing the Jets on radio. Because you had Rashusen just wrapped up his 22nd season, I believe. And Ian, it wasn't Ian to Bob, I don't think, right? Wasn't Howard David in between them? That's a long time ago. Jesus. It sounded old. It is old. Oh, my God. And Paul Olden was when Boomer played. So it was probably Olden, Ian, Howard David, Bob. Does that sound right? Something like that, yeah. And Paul Olden's the guy who asked uh, Tommy Lasorda about Kingman's performance after yes. Kingman hit three home runs against the Dodgers. Correct. And now he's the PA announcer at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That is right. I think when I was in uh, Florida, when I was working in Tampa, that first year of the Rays Tampa announcer? Ra- yeah. Yep. First year of the Rays season, he was he's the He's been announcer. all over the place. Yeah. He has. Quite a career, Jerry. Quite a career. That is right. Another man with a terrific career, Jerry. Look at this when, segue. Real quick. When he was... So the the Kingman thing. Yeah. He was working for who then? I don't know. Was he a reporter? I don't know. Was he with and this is I don't even know this. I should know this because the clip's legendary. Was Kingman on the Mets? Or is Kingman somewhere else? He could have been on the I think he was on the Cubs. Was he on the Cubs at yeah. the time? So then maybe Paul boy think so Paul Olden has either worked in Chicago or LA and he's been in Tampa, he's been here in New York, and he's been everywhere. And he's done Super Bowl like stadium announcing. Really? Mm-hmm. He attended uh high school in LA, which means okay. he then got a job and that's when he was working uh yeah, it doesn't say anything. So that means he was probably a reporter in Los Angeles, which means Tommy Lasorda probably knew him and still went off on him. <laughs> this is it. Uh, Olden, this is from his Wikipedia page, Okay, was the target of Dodger <laughs> manager Tommy Lasorda's infamous and profanity-laden Dave Kingman tirade in 1978. Wow. In which Lasorda ranted at Olden, who worked at L.A. radio station KLAC at the time, when he asked him about Kingman having hit three home runs against the Dodgers that day. What did you uh, think about Kingman's performance? <laughs> How about this one? He was also the PA announcer for 13 straight Super Bowls. Yeah, and he just said that. <laughs> I was reading about Kingman. <laughs> I would say no more than 60 seconds ago. 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. On this show right now? Yeah, he said on that? this show 60 seconds ago. Oh, I was busy trying to figure out my Paul Olden That's material. okay. That's all right. Well, so he's been all over the place. Yeah. L.A. A cool New career. York, Tampa, pretty good. Yeah, excellent career. And, and a va- variety of things. Yes, and a variety and of things. And I think he was uh, the big softball game at Yankee Stadium that we played yes. for charity. I think he did the announcing for that. Yeah, so he probably announced our names. And that was when Joe and Evan, right, when Craig fell in his derriere. Yes. They were yes. doing the show live, and Paul Olden was in the uh, the booth. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Mm. Bill Belichick, Jerry, his loss to the Jets on uh, Sunday uh, put him in a three-way tie for the most losses ever by a coach. Yeah, means he's coached a long time. 165 regular season losses, which ties him with Dan Reeves, right? who I once sat next to on an airplane, and Jeff Fisher. So, the Jeff Fisher one surprised you me. You sat on an airplane with Dan Reeves? Yeah. Okay. I was when my dad was working for Delta, so, oh, okay. so I could fly first class. And I was sitting next to a uh, gentleman who was wearing a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. And I glanced up, and we, we were just in a two-seater. Did you know who he was? I did. Oh, okay. Good for he you. was still. Uh, he had just stopped coaching the Falcons. Okay. And we were going from like Newark to Atlanta, or Atlanta to Newark, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And he started conversing with me. Wow! Look at that. And I said, "You're Mr. Reeves, aren't you? Or you're Coach Reeves?" Yes, I am. How about that? And we laughed and laughed, Jerry. And that he, would have been Super Bowl six uh, championship. Is that right? With the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, it was like one of those old school Super Bowl rings. A long really time ago, cool. he was one of those guys that when he finished coaching, started working at Sirius NFL Radio for a while. I don't remember how long he did it for, but I had a little bit of a run there where I worked there for a few years. Could not have been a sweeter guy. Very nice man. Yes, very, very much so. Yeah, I was when the Giants hired him as head coach. I remember thinking, Ugh, they're winning a Super Bowl. And he had the one really good year, one year or two years. He had one. I think he. I think he went twelve and four or eleven and five one season, where it really looked like they were. Uh, and it's funny you bring up Dan Reeves because in that in that Paul Schwartz um, video podcast uh, interview, when he was talking about how uh, guys can resign or it puts teams in a weird spot, he was talking about Reeves. How Reeves went to at the end giant ownership and said, "You know, I want to be the GM," and they were like, "No." <laughs> like, well, then fire me. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> We're not doing that either. See you Monday. It's funny you bring him up. But yeah, yeah, really nice man. And he was like he was like that guy between um Tom Landry as far as like Tom Landry went full suit. Yes. Dan Reeves had always well dressed. Would wear the shirt and tie with like the sweater. Yeah. The Is sweater he still of with your us? team. Dan Reeves. Mm-hmm. I hope so, because I would have... Just Google I it. I probably would have went to the funeral since I know him so well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dan Reeves. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like he got... Uh, he passed... Uh, he have Alzheimer's at the January end? January 1st of 2022. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought I thought his health like took a weird, a, a bad turn quickly at the end. It says here in his Wikipedia page, his one joy in life was sitting on an airplane with Al Dukes. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> What's nuts is that you could go in there and actually add that. <laughs> I'm gonna add that because right now, like it's you know, who's looking at right, it? Who's, who's bringing it up? Um, the the next team odds are out though, Jerry, for Bill Belichick to get uh, more of his losses. All worth. right, what are the Patriots? The Patriots are the second best odds. Yeah, the I think first he's sta- I think is he's staying. is Chargers, second Patriots. Okay, Falcons third. 
not going to the Falcons. Commanders fourth. I could see that. How about this one? Fifth is nowhere. <laughs> not coaching. He's not retiring. He is not retiring. The problem with the Falcons even being ahead of the fifth option, yeah, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> so you're going to go from the Patriots, who don't have a quarterback, to the Falcons, who don't have a quarterback. Well, they think uh, that's a weird thing, too. They're like, well, uh, he could go to a team, draft a quarterback. But you, you know don't how long know what, that takes? Yes, and you don't know if that quarterback right. is going to hit or not. No, exactly. The guy's 72. You think he wants to develop no, a quarterback? he tried that with Mac Jones. You got to go somewhere. This is sort of like retirement. You go somewhere where it's easier. You don't want to ready made, ready made. Which is why people have said San Diego because yeah. of L.A. because of Justin Herbert, which makes sense. I still think he's staying in, in New England. I really do. Do you think if you're Justin Herbert, every day one of your buddies or something is like you? You getting Bill Belichick? Is Bill Belichick coming? Every day, I don't yeah. know, but he's asked about a it a lot, I would think. Yeah. I would well, I'm sure if he sees reporters, they ask. But, I like, just his friend. Does his mom say, oh, I hear Bill yes. Belichick's coming? Yeah, I would say so. Well, let me ask you this. If Boomer retired tomorrow, or, or how about this? When things happened with Craig, every week you talk to your mom. Did she ask you if there was anything new? Yeah. Right. So, I think they're interested in your life and your career. So, yes, I think his mom probably asks him once a week, anything new on the, on the head coach? He's like, Mom, I don't know. I <laughs> Is don't that how know. you yelled at your mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if Bill Belichick's coming. Right. And then is there also a part of Justin Herbert who's like, oh, I heard that guy's a hard ass. I, uh, he's going to be a pain yeah. in the neck. Think about what he just had. Yeah. A he guy had Brandon he Staley. Stomp all over. Yes. And now you would have this guy who used to scream at Tom Brady <laughs> while they were winning Super Bowls. Yeah, I would say there's a part of him that's like, ugh. I deal with this guy. Right. Yeah, I think that's But possible. also knows championship caliber. Yeah, and that they'll probably win a lot more than they have. Yeah. It's very true. I I would wonder. I, I know the idea of going out to L.A., brand new stadium, the sunshine, the glitz, the glamour you got. Everyone says this generational talent. Uh, the good quarterback in place. They are a good team. But I wonder if there's a part of him that looks at it like, it's not football. Right. Like, I want yes. the cold. I want the grass. You know? I don't know. I bet there is. There's got to be some of that to it. But then again, his last game, he was in a a blizzard, and he was probably like, what am I doing? Right. Could I get Justin Herbert to Washington and then go down there? Yeah. Uh, That's another place I've said, but they don't have a quarterback either. Yeah. So they'd have to figure it out. That's why, well, I say the Patriots make sense because he's comfortable there, but they don't have a quarterback. Man, we're going to get Bill Belichick, head coach of the Patriots, and Wink Martindale. Defensive coordinator of the Giants. None of these guys are going anywhere. Maybe not. We shall. We'll see. The wink thing is so funny, though. Like, yeah, he's not gone. The line in the the line in the paper as of last night. The Giants don't know if he quit or not. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Florida. It's really hilarious. Someone's gotta. Ha- You're gonna tell me all these giant reporters. No one's got his number. He's just not. Maybe he's on radio silence. Come on. He's put the, he's put his phone on do not disturb. I don't believe that. Paul Schwartz, Mark Canizero, Ralph Vacchiano. Let's go. Use your contacts and find out what Wink's doing. We gotta get to the bottom of this. Maybe Wink is doing what Aaron Rodgers does. He's going in a darkness retreat. Maybe. And he's going to find out whether he's going to be the Giants defense. You know who needs the darkness retreat? John Mara. <laughs> he's got to be like, what the hell is going on with this team? I'm an old man. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what a what a run this has been Wouldn't for them. A championship. Holy crap. Well, he's not as old as Jerry, but yeah. 
And good news, Jerry, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that yesterday was his last appearance. Is that true? Until next season. That's I figured what, for sure he would do it said. through the playoffs. Yeah, no, they I'm, said I'm actually last. surprised. Good. Maybe they're just shutting it down because everyone's sick of it. You know what I mean? It's, that could be. It's very possible. It's very possible. Forget all the vaccines. To forget that stuff because I'm not making that comparison with Kyrie Irving. But it's similar to me in that I don't want to hear from him anymore. Even when Kyrie was on the Nets, he would go to the podium. I'm like, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. And yet you said you watched the thing on the Jet website, which was focused on football which talk with Aaron fantastic. So if they did that alone for the Just, playoffs, it would be interesting. If he came on, see, the one thing you learned from watching Rodgers throughout the crowd, and I remember we talked about this like week six, week seven, was how locked in he was on what was going on around the league. You could tell he was watching games. You could tell whether it was a farce or not. You could tell he was really trying to get back to play if the Jets could hang tough and be a playoff team. He knew what was going on. Like, he's into it. I think he actually would be a good spot throughout the playoffs to talk about football. But when it gets to the other stuff, it was this. Like, when Kyrie talked about basketball, loved it. It was when he just, and they were arguing with the reports. Enough. Enough. Like, it's too much. So, you know what? Good. See ya. Yeah, you well, get a little break. Yes, until maybe August or whatever. Yeah. Maybe the next time we hear from him was in on uh, Boomer and Geo out on Florham Park. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting, Jerry? If he well, just I think so, right? Yeah, breaks the silence with us. That was cool when we had him on because that, that that he had that aura, Jerry. Yes, of, uh, we all had all good thoughts. There was no injuries. We were all excited about the what Jets. What a different feeling. He came in after sitting in brutal New Jersey traffic. Think about when he went to the Garden in May after he yeah. came to the Jets. Like, I was, I'm not, no Jet fan, and I was legit. This, this is cool. We were pumped. Now I'm like, get out for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I, I need to kind of clean the stink. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need it. You need a break. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to get a break. All right. Well, then, it's usually divorce for a lot of people. All right. 553. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Get you to Boomer and Geo, Odyssey Sportsman, and Amy Lawrence on the NFL Coaching Carousel. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes. Boomer and Geo standing by. What else, Al? You know, we talked about uncertainty, Jerry. We thought Bill Belichick was a, definitely a goner. He's still hanging in there. Wink Martindale, we were told, resigned. He's still the Giants defensive coordinator. We were told Russell Wilson's a goner. Maybe now, not. No, he's maybe not. Maybe not. We can't have all these guys back in their regular positions. We have no idea what's going on. Let's be honest. But that uh, Russell Wilson's got to be gone, right? Uh, I don't know. Or is he just trying to emasculate him, this Sean Payton? <laughs> it feels like that's part of the plan. Maybe. I, like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I'll talk to him and then. <laughs> <laughs> they just, TV just put up some graphic of you. Is that Mortimer, Mortimer Schneert or Schneed or whatever? No, the that's uh, Jeff. Jeff oh, Walter. Jeff Dunham's Muppet. Oh, okay. They said it looks like me because it's his old man Muppet. Oh, I gotcha. That was Muppet Walter. Yeah. I, I went through that actually, life for a year with my son, if you remember. Yeah, you weren't here the other day, Jerry. We were talking about somebody was into ventriloquism. Okay. Ventriloquism. Yeah, yeah. And they brought up the, the puppet that your son. Yes. Was all into it. He was all into it. He did one live performance. One, and that was it. He's like, as a ventriloquist. Yes, he did. And then he retired. In front of about 400 people. Yeah. I, he, <laughs> I was ready to poop myself. I was so nervous for him. He got out there. Curtain <laughs> opened up. He did his thing. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. <laughs> oh, that was who he was doing, Johnny. And has not picked it up since. He did it and put it down, he, Jerry. He was satisfied. This he, is what the greats do. He they, proved he could do it. They retire. 
like uh, Barry Sanders. Your right. son is like <laughs> the top the Barry. of his game at the age of nine. <laughs> yeah, he's the Barry Sanders of ventriloquism. Yeah, I think he was nine, maybe ten. He did his performance. Yeah, he ate it up. He yeah. said, "Mortimer Schnurd, <laughs> good night." I know. We've done great things. I spent like $250 on that stupid right. thing. You had to get off eBay because they don't make a Mortimer Schnurd Muppet Remember the anymore. one day he was here? You walked in and he's watching all the black and white yeah. videos. Yes. Black and white and senior, oh, senior Wences. <laughs> yeah. I still think of that anytime I hear Damn. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz scored a touchdown last week he for did. the Rams. I think senior Wences. Um, that was from what, Letterman? Uh, no, that was like way before even Letterman. That was oh, like was. Uh, the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> the guy did the puppet on his hand. That yes. was with Popo Gigio. Popo Gigio. <laughs> Remember him? Yep. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.